And honestly, if my friend didn't say that to me, I really... The doctor was putting me off. You're like, talking about the friend that originally told you that he may be autistic. She told me he may be, he's delayed. Yeah. She said he's delayed in speech. Here's this program. You should get him into it. And what was her deal? What, what does she do? She's a speech therapist for the schools. <laughs> right. Excuse me. And so I remember when she said that to you and you got really pissed off. Well, I it, didn't get pissed off at her for the speech thing. No, I got you pissed You got frustrated. Off. I got pissed off when um, they came to evaluate him for speech therapy and that woman said autism. Yeah. But I, I was just talking about a speech, and then she said autism, and she, I, so I told somebody that, and they said she didn't have very good bedside manner because she really shouldn't have said those words. Well, nothing like a tornado warning at 6 a.m. to wake up the entire freaking house and the dog, just to be absolutely nothing. <laughs> that was scary. That alarm. I, I'll tell you what, man. Those iPhones, when they all get going together. Like, I mean, the whole neighborhood woke up. We had kids jumping over gates to run to our room. I know. And the first thing I thought about was Cal and the noise and waking him up and moving him to the, you know, center of the house. Yeah. He actually didn't wake up from the noise, but I, I, I had to wake him up to carry him to the living room. And he was not happy. No, he was not. Uh, so real quick today, because you have clients today. I do. So you got to have about 30 minutes. Oh, well, that's not too bad. We won't. We're not going to take 30 minutes. I don't think. I don't know going to take 30 minutes. Real quick, though, because yesterday's, um, yesterday's podcast, which I think was just, it was episode two. Remember I said real quick about this study I wanted to talk about, about autism and fevers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's Harvard. Um, you can look it up. It's, um, it's harvard.edu. But it's called Cracking the Fever Autism Mystery because we were talking about when Cal had his seizure, he got this bad fever right in the middle of coronavirus, like original coronavirus, 2020 coronavirus. And he had that febrile, what's it called? Febrile. Febrile seizure. Yeah. Yeah. Infant febrile, whatever. Anyway, we had to call 911. He passed out. And I guess this happens sometimes, but it's super scary, especially obviously when you have, you know, a special needs child. But this um, article is talking about, and here's the the byline or the tagline. It's study suggests fever induced immune molecule, molecule, I can't talk, can influence social behavior in mice. Basically, basically, this is all about um, the parents of children with autism have reported that behavioral symptoms actually diminish. They go away when the child has a fever. And they're calling this a phenomenon, the fever phenomenon. It's been really well documented. And now scientists are digging in to find out what's going on. They've been doing this for 15 years. Anyway, there's two huge studies. You can go and research it for yourself. I don't want to get into all the science and everything, but there is something to this. And when Cal gets a fever, we talk about this all the time. When he gets a fever, he's like, he'll, he's different. It's, isn't it weird? Well, you the hyperactivity this. is gone. He's he'll sit next to you. He'll if you say hey, Cal. He'll look at you and kind of wait for your like response to him. It's very interesting. You said this the day that he had a fever, and all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh! Like you're right. Like he was sitting there calm. Yeah. He's never been a kid that I can like cuddle with. Yeah. But when he has a fever, he will sit there and let you cuddle him. Yeah, and it it's just interesting that how the autism symptoms take that for whatever you want whatever you think autism symptoms are and they kind of i don't want to say cure i think i said cure yesterday that's it is diminish yeah it just is sort of suppresses you know for us it's the hyperactivity it's sometimes the lack of focus 
um, and the social setting, and it's like, and that's sort of how we know he has a fever. Yeah, overall calmness. Yeah, it's really strange. And I just thought it was interesting. I started looking into it, and then all of a sudden, Harvard's doing this study. So um, check that out for yourself, harvard.edu. And like I said, the, the title of the story or the article is Cracking the Fever Autism Mystery. I think it's really, really interesting. It's a good, like, morning coffee read. Like, pour a big cup of coffee and get into this thing. Um, it's only about a page, but it's it's just kind of interesting. And maybe something will click with you or you know, whatever, but um, I thought it was kind of cool. That is interesting. Yeah. I wanted to talk about um, the iPad. We talked about the iPad, how they sent us one um, with his diagnosis, and it's Autism Spectrum Disorder Foundation, myasdf.org, um, and they actually get donations from crowdfunding. So shout out to them. Yep, that was nice. They uh, they sent Cal an iPad um, that, you know, he watches a lot of videos on, and we, you know, all the paperwork, I mean, you know, if you have a special needs kid, I mean, the paperwork for therapies, like, uh, IEP, therapy, schools, schools, I mean, the, you know, a doctor, you know, because once you check that box, autism, then there's like 15,000 other drop boxes. <laughs> you have to every single symptom and food allergies. It's just insane. But, um, but that was cool. So yeah, go to that website. Um, and I think you just, you do need a, um, um, a diagnosis. Yes. You need a diagnosis. So, I mean, just one more reason why if you're, even thinking that something might be uh, different or unique, um, seek a diagnosis because these are things that can help. You know, I mean, that iPad, honestly, by the way, he makes video. He loves videos. This is like he's kind of become um, a little bit of an artist in his uh, in his video creation. It's it's really cool. And his ABA therapist has helped him so much with that. She actually got him started on it. Yeah, he's doing videos all the time. All the time. Yeah, she said he responds very well to videos. So... She records a whole bunch with him, and we literally show him, what, 15 videos a day yeah, of different he, things? Yeah, he. it's so funny, too. He he likes to introduce himself on the video. He'll go, because he'll see himself, obviously, on the screen. He'll go, hi, Cal. It's Cal. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's cute. So he's introducing himself to himself while he's introducing himself to the rest of us. It's pretty cool. But you just mentioned doctors, and we were talking yesterday about how if I left this up to the, his regular pediatrician, he would still not be diagnosed right now. I had to move forward with it as a parent and say, I need a referral for this and that. And Now you kind of tell the pediatrician how this is going to go. I do. Because, you know, I, I mean, listen, I don't know what it takes to become a pediatrician other than I'm sure it's uh, a lot. But if you're depending on your pediatrician to tell you that your kid may have autism, uh, that I think is a huge mistake because our pediatrician, when he wasn't walking or when he had started walking, but it was not, it was not very skilled walking. The balance was really messed up. There was no talking. And remember they were like, Oh, it's fine. Every, every kid develops differently. And then she told us, I remember on one of the visits I was at, well, your other kids just, they were, they did their own thing and it just happened to be early. So you're comparing him to them and it's like yeah we kind of are and something's really really different when all of our kids walked at the same time yep but the whole talking thing i had a friend actually say to me who's a speech therapist he isn't talking yet and he should be saying this many words at this age and she's the one that actually introduced me to early steps so in every state you live in there's a different company that does it 
But basically, it doesn't matter how much money you can make. You can make a ton of money or no money, and you can still qualify for this statewide program. So for us, it's, it's um, what did I say? Early steps. Early steps, yeah. And that's how he started getting speech therapy and developmental therapy um, before he was even diagnosed. Yeah, and that's a good point. Don't think because, you know, maybe you make an above average income that you're not going to get the that's really not how this goes it, it this is not free to anyone you yeah. just have to apply there's a, but there's a lot of other services too like out there where don't think because you know that's really not what this is this isn't like i don't know if you're trying to get some type of a grant or something you know and that would depend on you know how much income your family brings in or how many you know kids you have that's uh, many of these services and things like that really don't take that into account i mean many of them are very good and they they just want to help and you mentioned crowdfunding there's a lot of these organizations that are flush with cash i mean they have a ton of money and it's there to help like they, they'll pay for services they'll pay for products and you but here's the thing they're not going to come find you you have to put the work in that's what i was just going to say yeah and honestly, if my friend didn't say that to me, I really, the doctor was putting me off. Like, You're talking about the friend that originally told you that he may be autistic. She told me he may be, he's delayed. Yeah. She said he's delayed in speech. Here's this program. You should get him into it. And what was her deal? What, what does she do? She's a speech therapist for the schools. <laughs> right. Excuse me. And so I remember when she said that to you and you got really pissed off. Well, I and, didn't get pissed off at her for the speech thing. No, I got You pissed got frustrated. Off. I got pissed off when... um. They came to evaluate him for speech therapy, and that woman said autism. Yeah, but like, I'm—I was just talking about speech, and then she said autism, and she, I, so I told somebody that, and they said she didn't have very good bedside manner because she really shouldn't have said those words. Yeah, you, know, you know, bedside manner—you can just take that and throw it out the window because I—I—I <laughs> th I know you were so—you hated that lady. You wanted to fight her, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm really happy this lady said it because I bet you that lady. Because that is how she is, right? She just doesn't care. And I bet you she's gotten so many kids diagnosed from acting like that, as opposed to what you wanted to hear that day, which was, oh, it's just delayed speech. No worries. This will be fine. And what if you kick the can two or three years down the road and we're in big trouble with no ABA? You, you get what I'm saying? I, I'm very happy yeah, now that she said it. But still, I just remember that moment, that feeling. And I literally was like, felt like I got punched in the gut. And I don't, I don't know, like beat down to the ground. <laughs> like, yeah it was terrible she, yeah i mean it's just it's that everyone has those people in their life where it's like oh god here comes so and so with their you know no filter opinions and stuff but then you look back at those people in life and you go you know what we always say be real and then yeah. some people are real and you're like oh he's so this or she's so that and it's like well didn't you want those people to be real and then they're real and then you look back in life and you're like i'm really glad they were that real like this woman was just like, here's kind of what I'm thinking. And I'm sure she probably shouldn't have said it. I'm sure there's some code of ethics where it's like, don't talk to families like that. You might hurt their feelings. Well, yeah. Well, and screw she's your feelings. If, if that's if I mean, she started this when it gets into the process of evaluation, analyzing and then diagnosis. Yeah, because I had to wait a year. I mean. I was in denial for, for six months to schedule the appointment with the developmental pediatrician. And we're talking about pediatricians and who diagnoses you. Ha diagnoses you. That sounds like, did I say that right? Diagnosis? Yes. Diagnoses you. Yeah. Yes. Who, who does that is a pediatric neurologist and a pediatric psychologist. 
So there's certain doctors that can do that. And there's not very many of them. And in pretty much every state I've heard that I've talked to people about, it takes a year to get in. It is. Um, it's not a general pediatric doctor. Also, your friend, I, I mean, I'm going to give her a shout out. I don't remember her name, but um, she that was cool that she said, hey, I think he has delayed speech. That's tough to tell another friend that about their kid. And, and I, you didn't love that that she said that. You weren't mad, but you didn't love it. I was surprised. And honestly, she had probably done it for a couple months. And at, at first, I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Know like, it all. Like, yeah. Don't like, come in why here do you with care all your, about my, like, Don't come in here with all talking. your training and professionalism and talk reality to me, woman. Well, she's like, he should be saying 18 <laughs> words, 18 months. And I don't oh, know. I, remember I don't that. know that that's correct. Like, I don't remember the exact number. But I'm like, okay, She just whatever. made it all up. She made it all up. <laughs> She, she just. She I was, do appreciate <laughs> it now, and I honestly appreciate the fact that she's the one that gave me the number to early steps and everything. She was going out of her way. You know what's crazy though? Me. And now when we do this, like when our friends have kids and they're around us, like if one little thing, if the parents are like, yeah, he does this or she doesn't do that, and immediately in my head I'm like, uh oh. I know. But I'm not a pro. I'm not saying a word. Yeah, but I'm actually happy she did say a word. You I know. know. So I know. So now I'm being kind of um, I'm a hypocrite because we needed to hear it. But I, first off, I mean, you can't think, you know, it can't be like one thing. Well, and, she is other a things pro- you have to and she's a professional. In exactly. But that woman that came to. Um, I'm a professional oh. Googler about autism, though. Yeah, I bet I've are. Googled more autism stuff than anyone else in the world. Well, I bet that's true. <laughs> you do your research. I don't think I can tell that to people. Listen, I Google a lot. And by the way, I don't just do Google.com, all right? There's a thing out there. This is this is what I think is wrong with um, the world. Is 99% of us spend time on Google.com. You need to go to Google.scholar. Google.scholar is, those are scholarly reports. That the, But nobody's going to do that because they don't sell the advertising. It's not cool. It's not sexy. It's not flashy. It's like, the, it's, it's the really boring stuff. Unfortunately, it's really true, fact-based, um, it's really, it's really cool. I didn't even know it existed. I, that's the problem is they don't talk about it cause they can't really make Google can't make money off google.scholar cause the ads, when you Google, they, they show you stuff they think you want and then they, you see the advertisements. Google.scholar is like the really boring, uh, true factual stuff that nobody cares Only about. Only you would find that. I, like I said, I'm a professional autism Googler. Yeah. That's uh. That's Anyways, I, I wanted to say when that woman came to evaluate him for speech and stuff, because she tells you what therapies they need, um, she saw him flapping and stuff, you know, yeah. and lining up his toys, stuff that I had no I- no idea. The flapping is crazy that that was, in the beginning when I saw that, I was like, God, he's so excited. I used to say, he is so excited. He's such an excited boy. I'm like, look how excited he is. Yeah, and he was probably doing that for a long time, like a little baby flapping, you know. Yeah, and for those who don't know what that is, it's like imagine taking your wings and like, like, or your 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 arms, and if someone said try to fly right now, yeah, that, that's what it this looks like. And it's called stemming. Yeah, it it's called flapping, but yes, the stemming is the scientific, yeah, you know, right. But yes, yes, he's a flapper. He's a flapper, and usually, it's when he's happy. Or stimulated positively. Right. Yeah. Like this morning, he was watching me eat. And I said, do you want me to eat my egg? And he said, yes. And then he'll watch me. And then if I put the egg in my mouth and eat it, bite down on it, then he'll start flapping like he's going to fly. That means he was stimulated in a positive way. Usually when he's mad, he won't flap. He'll then bite his arm. Right. That's when he's upset. But it's crazy. Him seeing you eat <clears throat> makes him happy. 
Yes. Because he likes people's mouths because he likes sharks. Sharks. And teeth. And yes. It's just funny. Uh, it makes me happy. Yes. And it's strangely satisfying for us <laughs> that he enjoys that because it's, there's, well, there's only a few, there's so few things that would really make him happy. You know, it, it's yeah. just, uh, I, I literally, mean, I him wish, watching I, if I could explain it, you know, we would be solving, you know, a lot of problems, but we, it's hard to explain. It really is hard to articulate. You just, I guess you just got to live with it like most things. It's, it's frustrating, but it's interesting. Yeah. So the flapping thing we think is very cute. Now, when he gets to middle school and he's flapping in front of kids that are typical kids, that scares me. So, Well, that's where bullying is going to come in and people are going to make fun of him. And, um, you know, we just know that that's the future in some scenarios and, and that's the way it is. And we'll just have to, you know, kind of, you know, go deal with it. It sucks. But Well, yeah, then it goes into finding different schools and all that, which we're already struggling with right now. ABA it, therapy in school. A lot of the public schools, it's hard to get it. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. It's crazy. Well, it's to the point that you were even thinking about the school board. I may run for the school board. Yeah. Because, because of, of these issues. Yeah. And it, by the way, it's not that it's not that the people aren't like the teachers and the and the aides and everything. It's it's many of them care a lot and are doing the best they can. It's just they have horrible resources. The training is bad. Um just bad and then when you want to bring in your own therapist that it's proven that works for your kids they kind of build a wall not because they don't want what's best for your kid because they just don't understand how this works like to many to many of these teachers at the public school this will piss off some of them it is a it is just a job and that's fine that's what you signed up for i understand you get there at 7 30 you want to be out of there by four o'clock that is your job and you do a great job at it it's just that there are some things when it gets to special needs where it needs to be a little bit more, not for you, the teacher, because you're doing your job. You're upholding your end of the deal and you're doing a good job at work, but they, you might need some help. You might need some resources. And if an ABA can come in there and totally make things better for your classroom, well, that should be a good thing, right? But the school, the school board has done a lousy job. Let me tell you, the school board is, I'm going to get started. <laughs> they, it, they're so bad. Let me just tell you. They have thought of no new ways to make money to bring because at the end of the day, like you have this budget. And so we're in Pinellas County, Florida. Their budget's almost two billion dollars, not million with an M billion. An annual school budget in Pinellas County is more money than Tom Brady will ever have in his life to run a school system for one year. That's insane. That makes my head just like slit in half and my blood and brains are running all over myself right now because oh I can't gosh. believe it. Anyway, so most of the school board members are morons. The candidates are equally stupid. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I wish I could just be nicer about this, but I can't because... They make $50,000 a year. It's a four-year term. That's almost $200,000. I think they make like forty-eight a year to do nothing. And that's taxpayer money. And you got special needs families that have been thrown out. And I tell special needs families all the time, it's not that you got forgotten. It's not that you've been forgotten. It's that you were really never thought of to begin with. You never really were on the radar. But I never would have thought about it until we, so I kind of feel guilty. If we weren't living this life, I wouldn't even think about it. I'd be like, eh, I don't know what you're talking about. Shrug my shoulders. But not anymore because this is where I am in life, so. Yeah, and since you've talked about it, you have all these people reaching out to you about special needs and how you're just pushed aside. I'm actually getting pushed aside right now by his teacher about adding his ABA therapy into school. And I really know it's probably not going to happen. So I'm looking at other schools at this point. Yeah, and it just shouldn't be like that. 
But whatever. I mean, it's not the teachers. I don't know if you feel like you're getting pushed aside. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. I feel like they're just building a wall because they don't know what to do. You know, like they're slowing everything down so that you know how some people like slow things down intentionally so they can catch up. Like, I feel like they're just trying to understand, but without really wanting to understand. Like, they know the school the school year is going to end in May, at the end of May, right? And they're like, yeah, if we push this back another three or four months, then we don't have to deal with it till next year. That's yeah, what's going and on. And there's so many, fight for your kid, fight for your kid. Yes, I'm going to fight for my kid. But it's so ridiculous how they're building this wall. I know. That I'm just like, I would just rather go somewhere that's accepting of this. I don't want to fight all the time. By the way, nothing like more. every year I have to fight. Yes. And and it's it's not even like us. You talk to special needs parents, it's almost all of them. That's what's bananas about this. Everybody has a similar story. You know, I have a saying, everybody can't be wrong. Well, almost everybody has a very, not an exact story, but a very similar story. They've been told very similar things. I say they, we have been told all similar things. And that's when I go, hmm, this is like a systemic issue. Like this is a root based issue where it's all the DNA of this situation is just needs to be totally recoded. And by the way, there is nothing more offensive. <clears throat> and I hate using the word offensive because I tell people just don't be offended. It's, it's, it's worthless. But then a political candidate saying, I understand. I'll fix it. And then it never gets fixed. And it never gets fixed. I've sat down with special needs families. I get it. Oh, you are a clown show. You know, it's like there really is nothing more just jaw-dropping than you really said that. I'd rather you say this. I don't understand it. It's a new world for me, and I need to learn, and I'll make it a priority. Wow, authenticity. That would be refreshing. Instead of just telling us to shut up and you're on it. That's well, so, so you know what happens? The people have to hire advocates to go to these IEP meetings with them so the advocate can fight for them. Right. Well, Because guess, they don't listen to the parents. Right. And guess what? Usually these advocates, not always, usually they're, they're lawyers or attorneys. Either are, one. Yeah. Well, guess a what? A lot of them. They make a lot of money. Or they've been through this with their own kid. Sure. So they've created their own business out of it. Right. And that's fine. I mean, that's fine. But it just, again, we talked about this on one of the other episodes, you know, it, it a lot of special needs families get bilked out of cash because of issues like this. You may not have even an uh, an option. You may have to hire an advocate and they can set their price. And obviously, I guess the better the advocate, the more expensive it is. I mean, I don't know exactly how it works. Um, but definitely, we, we, we don't changes. have an issue advocating for our kid. <laughs> I mean, so it's like I could never see myself. Well, I mean, I'm going to law school. So I think eventually, um, you know, I. I we we could advocate advocate I should say for other people, um, but boy that would be tough to that would be tough to collect a check uh, uh, off of that for me I think I don't know I don't know exactly how that all works and I don't have a problem saying I really don't know I you know I don't know how any of this works like I said people are like hey I, I see on Facebook and Instagram you're talking about autism like what's autism and I'm like Funyuns for breakfast I don't know what else to say man <laughs> like it's just bananas well like, and he only eats a handful of things he's yeah. very picky about what he eats 
And yeah, so and I didn't eat, make that up. He eats Funyuns for breakfast. Like, it, people look at me sideways, and I'm like, that's kind of what it is. I mean, I don't know. I, I wish I knew more. Well, and he is verbal. He is talking, but he's not talking still, not talking like a four-year-old. He's talking like a two-year-old. So his ABA therapist said, if he asks for pizza for breakfast, give him pizza. You better give it to him. Because he asked for it. Yeah. And so I do. I give him pizza for breakfast. Well, that's another thing about getting diagnosed. You get that, you get that feedback because, you know, we wouldn't have known... Um, months 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 ago that if you keep shutting down your kid and keep you know not giving them what they're asking for getting them to communicate is the hardest thing but then when you keep you know enforcing them that that's not what you need that's what you want one day they just may stop communicating with you yeah because if the answer is always you're not going to have that you can't have it then then they may they may tell themselves then why why do i do this i can just talk to myself inside and they do that all the time but yeah. you don't want that to become their their super comfort zone of it's just better when I talk to myself inside of my head because when I talk to these people, you know, in his case, mommy shark, daddy shark, I don't really ever get what I need. So yes, yes, Funyuns for breakfast and pizza. Like it's like being in college. It's kind of <laughs> it, awesome except you're four. It really is. I don't have a lot of time today, but I um I can go on and on about ABA therapy because we've had such a great um experience with it. And I do want to talk about that later. It's a lot about who your ABA therapist is. And we've talked about that, like, you know, different personalities clicking. But I do want to talk about this um, big red safety box. And it is through the, I want to make sure I'm right, National Autism Association. So it's nationalautism.org. And if you, once you're diagnosed, again, this is something that you can apply for for free. And they send you this safety box with door alarms and safety bracelets and different guides about wondering and stuff. We do not have an issue with this because he is four and we keep a very close eye on him. But a lot of autistic want kids wonder. And that's scary. Wander. Wonder. Wander. Wander. Yeah, it is scary. Um, I, we, this stuff you need for sure. These door alarms and um, we, we're actually, we got to get cameras. We, we've, we've kind of gone too long on that that's that's not good i think i'm going to get a pool alarm which is the kind of thing where if you know there's um movement in your pool the alarm will go off and we do have a gate super annoying right like let's i mean we have five kids so that that is going to because we're going to forget the alarm everyone's going to jump in it's going to go off we're going to have to do but my god like what uh, you we've talked to too many people that, that this has ended terrible so we got to get that um, but I think camera, but, but you make a great point with this big red box that you can get started with that stuff. And it's free. It's free, right? So windows and doors, you know, keep them inside, you know, because once they get outside, like he doesn't understand cars and traffic and doesn't understand any of that stuff. And we live by, you know, massive bodies of water. Um, it won't end well. It just won't end well. And, and the other side too, there are just bad people out there. When they see a kid wandering, they may have less than good intentions um and and like our other kids they're like if they see you know i guess we'll just call it a stranger or someone who doesn't belong there like they'll run they'll run away like they don't want anything to do with it he has no concept right you know so um that's good did you give the website to get that nationalautism.org nationalautism.org but there's so much stuff once you get diagnosed even we were talking about the schools and there's different um scholarships and, and it's um what is it the gardener scholarship and the McKay scholarship, that's all once you're diagnosed. So Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's there's just I remember when that box came, it was sort of like Christmas for us. 
like because we were like whoa like we really do need these like didn't even think about it well it's really nice yeah. you know but we're saving you from having to do the research so yeah hopefully if you don't know about it and, and if you um you know listen to this and, and you're not living with a, a special needs uh person child uh, adult whatever doesn't matter um you know maybe share that those websites with someone who may may need it because um we'll never know that, like this big red box thing you know they'll never know how many lives they've saved Thank yeah. God, but they did. Let me tell you, there were, there's there's child proofing your home. You're a parent. We've all done that when you bring a baby home. <laughs> and then there's special needs proofing your home, which is like almost a remodel. Honestly, these who is it? Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yes. Right. What do they do? They do all the the remodel yeah. stuff. You literally could have another television network, not a show, a network on on uh remodeling your home for special needs like our home has been destroyed two times over and we keep trying to add new things and, and it's 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 a nightmare it never ends it looks terrible i've became a pro at this i literally rearrange the house all the time oh, to help benefit him and yes it doesn't always look good no but for instance he climbs on the window seal so the window seal has to be blocked off we have <laughs> we have baby gates everywhere everywhere this sounds so ridiculous but it's to the point where i had to put locks on the outside of the door because i mean i mean kids can drown in a bath we'll so post pictures of that on whenever we decide to get the facebook page in, in line with this podcast we'll post pictures and yeah maybe it'll help you but i literally am rearranging all the time yeah so. and um what I gotta go. Okay. Well, why? Yeah. Why are you mouthing it to me so people can't hear it? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, just don't but understand. I have to go to work. All right. So, uh, yeah, you're going to work. You have hair to do. I have hair to do. And I've got uh, a test to take. Um, public policy and law test. Yay! Yay! Who doesn't want to spend their Sunday doing that? Yay! All right. So the kids are gonna watch Cal for a minute. I'm gonna take a test. You're gonna go do hair, and then football's on. Uh, the Bucks are playing the Eagles. You don't care about that. Oh, you want the Bucks to win. You like Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm uh, excited. Oh, by the way, do you know the Eagles? I hate the Eagles. I'm a big Redskins <laughs> fan. I mean, I hate the Eagles, but let me t- let me give props to the Eagles. You got to go. I have a minute. They have an autism foundation. I believe they are the only NFL team. They do a great job. Now, don't get me I wrong. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I still hate the Eagles, but I give credit to their front office. I think Jeff, Jeff Lurie is their president and owner. They have a f- separate foundation, and I believe they're the only NFL team that's done that. And well, that's super nice. Really, really cool. That said, I hope they lose today. Eh. Um, and then, but who I really hope loses today? The Cowboys are playing the Niners. And listen, I when my skins are out, I have an ABD policy. ABD, anyone but Dallas. Eh. So go Niners. And then tonight, Steelers and Chiefs. Uh, I don't know. Whatever happened. I think Mahomes. Anyway, this isn't a football podcast. <laughs> but that's, uh, <laughs> you probably need one. I, I probably do need one, right? Nothing relieves my stress like NFL football. It is like the cleansing. Everyone's got their thing, right? Like we like working out and eating healthy. You made a great juice this morning. We really think special needs parents are, are unhealthy people. Like because, Yes, this could be a whole different podcast. But I when mean, we first got into it, like we were, we were like unhealthy. Like you, you kind of like give up on... We always ate well, but you drink too much because you get stressed out. You just drink too much. Yeah. Um, you, you're, you, have, you get no sleep. 
You know what I mean? The first thing you want to get rid of is your workouts, although we never did, but you want to give them up. Well, because you're trying to fit in all these therapies and... Yeah, and you just, it, it everything kind of goes to hell. And so you got to, res- you're right, that'll be another podcast, but you made a great juice this morning. Oh, what was gosh. in it real quick? I'm trying hard. Beets, beets are disgusting, okay? They taste so, like dirt. Oh my God. So in this juice is beets, apples, ginger, lemon, and I just added spinach. You got to add spinach. You got to It's green. actually a liver cleanse. Yeah. We need because sometimes we, we drink too much. We needed that for sure. <laughs> that was a good way, though. You well, should... it's football season, so I'm actually happy for football to end. Yeah. Well, we got a few weeks left, but so. well, you should post too. Whenever we link up the our Facebook and social uh, Instagram or whatever else, the like some of the recipes that you do, because it's like the kids have their thing, but I think special needs parents. The, here's the thing: you're doing the right thing by giving up on yourself um, and and yeah, using your energy your for your kids, for your but... kid, but. Here's the problem with that. What happens if you get sick? What happens if you can't function? What happens if you die early? And what happens to your kids, especially special needs? Get what I'm saying? So yeah, you... so what is your um, oxygen mask thing? Oh, my oxygen mask theory? Yeah. Yeah, when you're on the airplane, right, how crazy does it sound when they're like, hey, if uh, we lose cabin pressure and we're about to crash and the oxygen, ma- uh, oxygen mask drops, put yours on before you put your kids on this. I'm like, that's crazy. Why? No. But then I'm thinking to myself, well, if I don't save my kids, who will? Yes, yeah. you have to be there to then put the oxygen mask on them. So it makes sense. It does make sense. I see special needs parents, and it's like, don't give up on yourself, man. Like, don't don't think you can just gain 20 or 30 pounds, because that could turn into, like, diabetes or a, a liver problem or kidneys or whatever. And then who's going to take care of your kid while you need... You know what I'm saying? Well, we really try hard all the time to continue to stay healthy. Yes, so we do. So, that is another podcast. So. Yeah, and then I got matcha on the way. Oh. It's arriving today. Melissa Matcha. <laughs> what is it? It's a real quick. What is it? It's. I it, think, I think, well, it's, I don't know if it's a green tea, but it's a tea leaf powder. Oh God. And it like, well, it'll replace a cup of coffee. But anyway, that yeah. also just helps with your body. Antioxidants, okay. fighting cancer. We're and... not. No, no, we don't know that. <laughs> no, well, that's not true. We don't know any of that. That's what they, that she was told that we're not endorsing. Hey, any of this matcha. I like to do my own research, but I don't remember stuff like you. So I can't give all the facts. Okay. Well, enjoy football Sunday. Have fun with your clients. And uh, next episode of the podcast, the update on matcha. <laughs>